It's Rand Delicious. Welcome to the SEO Rand. I am your host, Morty Overseas. You may know me better as SEMrush's head of communications, but this podcast, I'll remind you, has absolutely nothing to do with that. Well, not this week, maybe. Anyway, this is pure, unofficial Morty magic. Where can you find the SEO rant? Wherever you found it this time, find it again next time. But not to be tongue-in-cheek, you can find it on Stitcher, on Spotify, and SoundCloud, wherever great, mediocre, and subpar podcasts are found. And, of course, at theseorant.com. You can find us on Twitter at SEORant or myself on Twitter at Morty Oberstein. When new episodes come out, new episodes come out usually on Thursdays. This is not a real thing that I do officially. It's sort of a side thing I do when I have time, which is not so easy to do. So if I don't have time, I don't do an episode, but usually they come out on Thursdays um, each and every week. Make sure to subscribe wherever you consume your podcast in case I don't put in an episode. You don't have to go look for it. You'll say, hey, I didn't get a subscription notification. There's no episode this week, but usually there is one. Anyway, for your listening pleasure this week, I'm not, you know, she sent me, she's the only person thus far on this podcast who has sent me her official bio. So I'm just going to read it. Eka Abralidze, raised in Russia and educated in the Czech Republic, is a communications manager for SEMrush. I totally botched the last name. I know. She spends her time building relationships, with managing social media influencers in the SEO industry, having a background in business communications. She is sharing her personal experiences from the industry, facing new cultures and people daily. She is passionate about speaking and teaching others how to get over the barriers and martial effective communication or in simple terms echo works with me on our team here at Zenrush. hi echo hey morty thanks so much for such a lovely introduction <laughs> it's not my intro it's your intro i didn't do anything i just read it yeah i'm so embarrassed now but okay <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much mission successful that's what i was going for so i i want to ask you a question like that guy you work with he's like probably a total pain in the ass huh uh, I wouldn't say so. Uh, he's really great. I enjoy working with him. So maybe you can meet him one day. How do I, how do I wire you that money? Do you take PayPal? Is that good? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. That works for me. Um, all right. So Echo is wonderful. Literally a rock star. I love working with you. And I thought, Hey, let's have you on the podcast. So you said, I love, I love this title. You said, let's talk about how to wrangle social media influencers. Now, I thought originally you said how to strangle, but you said wrangle, right? Right, wrangle. Okay, so we're not about strangling because sometimes <laughs> that's how I feel. But you're talking about how to wrangle social media influencers. Exactly. How do you do that? Uh, well, I, I was trying to figure out this for a couple of years now because I've been involved in influencer marketing for a couple of years and tried to build a diverse influencers community. So yeah, basically this talk, I would love to dedicate to the influencer marketing from a perspective of the influencer manager, share some tips and my experience with you on how you can build a strong rapport with influencers, how we can wrangle them and build. Right, wrangle, <laughs> but not strangle, wrangle. Wrangle, no attend mutually beneficial relationships. <laughs> okay, so how do you do it? Yeah, well, um, what should I start from? So uh, the yeah. beginning is always good. Yeah, so, uh, well, I said that I've been involved in this for a couple of years. And what I've realized recently that 
still there is not yet a common tactic or any strategic plan of how we can actually do this job and build strong relationship with influencers. And when I talk to someone and get the question, what is your job? And they hear back that I've worked with influencers. Everyone knows expressing like how cool it might be. And they keep nodding. And at the same time, I see a big question in their eyes, like, but what is it all about? And Google says that influencer marketing is a strategy that businesses use to promote their products and services by partnering with popular social media users and bloggers. But based on my experience, now I can say I think so that influencer marketing nowadays actually defines how authoritative your brand is. And it's no longer only about the promotion, but about friendship between your brand and the influencer. And so, wait, I want to ask you a question about like, like, I think it's a good point to stop and like focus on like people think about, okay, great. Like influencer marketing is all about, I'll, I'll manipulate these people. I'll somehow like create this like fake dynamic between us and they'll promote or we'll pay them whatever it is. And they'll promote my product or my services. But you're saying it's about actual relationships. Right. Um, yeah, that's a really important marketing. point. Exactly. I mean, it's not longer about the paid promotion or like asking some someone to do something for you for your brand. It's about friendship. I mean, that's how you can build strong like friendship, strong uh, relationship with the influencer. Otherwise, it will be just like, hey, you do this for me, and they I mean, they will do this for you, but they're not gonna be friends with your brand or neither with you. So right. exactly. So that's about friendship. For at least for me, that's how I see, it, and that's how I mean we see this in our team. Um, so, uh, if we make a research uh, to understand actually like a bit of history, how popular uh, was the word influencer back to 2000 December 2016? So we would see that there were only 6,000 monthly searches, and if we compared with December 2021. We would we would see that now there are eight hundred fifty thousand monthly searches. Did you yeah. use Semrush to do that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what else? Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that's an incredible number. And um, and if we make a research again with Semrush data, <laughs> we can uh, we can notice that the amount of searches suddenly skyrocketed in two thousand eighteen. So. Based on that, we can say that the world started talking about influencers in February 2018. So, yeah, you all know that influencers usually have a large engaged audience that brands kept tapping to, to build credibility and even drive sales. And considering that the influencer marketing, I think so that it will become even more expensive soon because it works so well. Uh, I would love to share some key takeaways that maybe you could you could uh, use it for doing your job. So uh, to build. You're talking to me? Do I, yeah, it probably would help me do my job. <laughs> no, Marty. I mean, fire away. I need all the help I can get. Yeah. So uh, the first key uh, takeaway I would mention that. Yeah, I mentioned this already before, but build the relationship primarily between you and the influencer, but not between the influencer and the company. Because influencers are human, first of all, that you shouldn't forget. Like Mordi, when you hear the word influencer, what first comes to your mind? Barry Schwartz. <laughs> That's for sure. But uh, like some 
Uh, what, what comes to my mind? Like, um, I don't trust them. It's fake. I'm probably, they're probably just saying it because they're paid to say it kind of thing. I'm thinking of like all like the celebrities as like influencers. I don't know. Is that the same? Do you define that the same thing? Is a celebrity and the same thing as an influencer to you? Um, celebrities? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So like we're on the same page then because I just feel like every time that I see a celebrity in a, in a commercial or something like that, mm-hmm. promoting a product, I just um, I automatically don't believe it. Uh, well... Depends, I think, on. I mean, if it's uh, Barry Schwartz. Oh, or yeah, no, Barry, it, I would believe because that's a real person as opposed to like, I don't know, who's famous? Madonna, she's still famous. Does she still do commercials? Probably not. JLo. JLo does commercials. I believe her. You believe her? I don't yeah. believe her. I think she's full of it. Sometimes I believe, sometimes not. I mean, you can be selective about those things, but overall, I mean, Still, there is some. I still believe, like, okay, so, yeah. So I'm just, I'm just skeptical. I think everybody's just lying. <laughs> well, except Barry. I, Barry never lies. Never. Well, uh, for me, like when I hear the word influencers, first that comes to my mind is authority and the right, huge that power. Too. That too. See, yeah. You're a good person. <laughs> okay. my, my first thought was lying and cheating. Your first I, thought was authority. That's no, probably. Closer to reality than my take. <laughs> no, I, I wasn't expecting you said. I thought you would say like some uh, exclusivity, authority as well. But <laughs> no, <I> lying. <laughs> well, um, okay. So I think I've completely uh, thrown off at this point. Your, your Jedi mind tricks don't work on me. So authority. Yes, I agree with you. That's probably the most closely associated concept with influencers is authority not lying but authority let's put it the first like authority and huge audience exclusivity and well um if you like uh think of those words you may uh, forget that behind of behind these words there are like human being there is not just a robot there is a human being just like yourself and yeah of course there are different types of types of influencers but still, the majority of them, they want to get an opportunity and still they want to communicate like with a nice, preferably not boring person, like a manager. Uh, so you can give it to them. You can offer them an opportunity to collaborate. They offer you an opportunity to grow your brand awareness. And it's kind of an exchange of opportunities where at some point, everyone is equal. So if you consider it from this perspective, uh, what I'm trying to say, like, if you consider it from this perspective, you shouldn't be afraid of making a joke or like sound more enthusiastic when communicating with an influencer. So in order to build a strong um, communication, strong relationship with the influencer, like try to be like, try to make joke I and mean, try to be more enthusiastic. And when I first started, I was imagining that in the business world, we all should, you know, keep formal, emotional, distant relationship when we communicate with a client or with an influencer. No, and... that's just your parents. <laughs> <laughs> At least my yeah, parents. Right, I was doing good. I was doing good. Sorry. I, Sorry. <laughs> I follow this pattern of a for like um, of a format and well-built emails and structured conversation because of that, <laughs> and then I noticed that. This way, I'm. I won't build any um, strong communi- uh, communi- community, any strong relationship with the influencers if I keep communicating this way. So I changed the strategy, 
at that moment. And you definitely should uh, keep in mind that some obvious rules, such as not using jargon or rambling, still sound courteous, but a bit more personal. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's a point that that companies miss in general. I'm not, maybe not in general. Maybe I'm, I'm being too um, too um, stereotypical. People are people, and the 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 reason why influencers, for the most part, engage with your brand is because they like your brand, they like your product, but they also because they like the person that they're dealing with, mm-hmm. and they exactly. have a strong connection with that person. Now, of course, yeah. I think that you know you can go into what creates that strong connection. Like you know, for a lot of the times, it could just be a personal relationship. You have a personal rapport with them. It could also be, and I find I find this is effective that when the person at the when I when the other person speaks my language, meaning let's say an SEO, like the other person also knows SEO. So we can bond over that, right? They, someone comes to me like, hi, I work in the accounting department. I'm not really so interested because I don't like accountants. Mm-hmm. Sorry if you're an accountant. I don't know why you're listening to this podcast because it's not an accounting podcast. But if someone comes to me, hey, I, I do SEO. I like SEO. Here are my thoughts about SEO. I'm happy. I, I, I like SEO too. I'm happy to engage about with that, about that. So when the when the two parties have a common ground, mm-hmm. that's really helpful. And right. again, it goes back to you're creating a relationship. And again, the influencer is probably interacting with your company because the person that their their point of contact is somebody who they enjoy, which goes exactly what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, me too. I saw many exa- examples of when the influencer still kept communicating with the manager. Like despite the fact that they didn't like the company's policy anymore, but they still they they were were still doing this because they like the person they communicate mm-hmm. with. So yeah, well something I go by in my day, everyday work is talking with influencers via the emails, chats, and and calls. And the last is especially important because that's the moment when you can have one to one talks with the influencer when you can actually yeah. know each other better, even become friends. Why not? So in my team before, a long time ago, we had a saying when we make calls with the influencers, uh, we had a saying that don't end your call until you know the pet's name, which literally means that I mean, try to open different any kind of uh, topics with the influencers, such as how they're doing, um, what's the situation in their country. This is especially a trendy question nowadays. Right. Right. So what's their favorite? So yeah, I'm glad we don't have this rule because I would just jump on a call and I'm like, "Hey, what's your pet's name?" And then say, "I'm done. That's good. We're good to go." (laughs) No, I mean that doesn't mean they should ask the pet's name, uh, but just uh, would really be terrible if like their pet just died and you ask, "Hey, what's your pet's name?" Oh, Booker (laughs) just died. How could you be so cruel? No, no, I mean. It can be any other kind of uh, discussion. Just like, I don't know, what's their favorite car model? What's the muffins? Oh, my car just broke down. (laughs) You messed up all my talk today. (laughs) By the way, this is like a little insight to how most of our meetings go. Um, Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you want to know back on target, Morty, be serious. You want to have a personal relationship with them. You want to ask them their pet's name. Got it. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but actually, a couple of years ago, I literally had a list of pets' name of all the influencers. Did I you spoke. really? Oh, who's got <laughs> who, who's got a good pet? Um, who's got a good pet name. 
Uh, you mean? Yeah, who's got a who's got a, who's got a who's got a pet that has a great cool name that I don't know about? Oh my god! I mean, it was a couple of years ago. I don't remember. Oh, you don't that. remember? Oh, so you don't remember? No, um, I can pet food at least. Like if I still have it, <laughs> I'm kidding. I heard I don't Barry have a pet hamster that he call that he calls Gary. That's just weird. And then he has another one, John. And then Barry's got another hamster called uh, Martin. For all <laughs> the Googlers, yeah, he get Barry has hamsters named after all of the Googlers, past <laughs> and present. So like he has a Matt Cuts, still. I'm completely making this up. Although that would be fascinating if Barry had hamsters <laughs> named after the Googlers. This is how rumors get started. Yeah, so that's funny, actually. <laughs> that's like his way of saying that's not funny at all, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> I almost believe you. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry. That's my fault. I was hey. imagining Barry with her hamsters. Anyway. That'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Like Barry had a whole like, hamster farm. Like if Barry had an entire Google, like thousands upon thousands of hamsters named after each employee. And then when an employee gets fired, Barry lets the hamster free into the backyard. I hope Barry will never listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be like the trailer of the, of the episode. <laughs> Barry and his hamster farm. <laughs> Oh my god! Such a troll. Okay. 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 I totally lost now. What should be next? But I will try. <laughs> we were talking about um, when you and it's a good point. Like when you're on a call with somebody, you're trying to, and this is this is for anything. It's not like just influencers. You, if you're in the SEO department, and you're trying to get a developer to get buy-in. You're trying to influence them to do something for you, with you, whatever it is. You want to collab anybody you're trying to collaborate with, who you may not have a relationship with naturally or you might not know them already you're going to have to try to persuade them and one way to do that is to have an actual relationship with them so yeah end the call knowing by the end of the call knowing their pet's name that's a good rule assuming you don't take it literally which i did yeah thanks for okay now we're back on on target uh well um the other thing that i would love to mention that sometimes i mean when you communicate you you should like sometimes you face such circumstances when you should say no to, to them. And it's not easy as it sounds. I mean, you don't want to ruin, ruin this relationship that you have. So, yeah. yeah. And how do you when, say no to them? Well, yeah, there are some rules. <laughs> there are some <laughs> rules. A, I I no pro- these I should probably know. <laughs> I should I probably need to know these. Well, there are, uh, well, okay. Um. But more do you, I mean, you should always be capable of explaining to yourself and to the influencer why you're saying this and then what's the reason behind your no. So, and if you sound reasonable, your relationship will never ruin because of it, because of your saying no. And if they still will, I'm like, I'm thinking, why would you and the company need the influencer who doesn't want to build any friendship with you? Right. So if you tell them, hey, sorry, we can't partner together. We just have a thing that we only partner with people who own unicorns that probably won't go well because they'll know you're <laughs> lying. And if they believe you that you only partner with people that have unicorns, then you probably don't want to partner with them anyway. Something, along Something this line. like that. <laughs> Something. Yeah. Well, um, right. So here are like some 
suggestions on how we can say respectfully no that how that what worked for me and still it, that worked well and, and bring a new friendship with the influencers so think of alternatives you can offer something in exchange right it can be another project to work on together or another way of collaboration and another thing that you can do is postpone the deal uh, and if you can do something for an influencer right at the moment think of when you actually actually will be able to do that or think of your colleagues which i always do that's why we have regular things with them so maybe they have a suitable project for them and they will have something to offer to an influencer instead of you and yeah that's very uh, smart that's way better than my general approach the whole <laughs> unicorn thing why do you think we had this thing yesterday with <laughs> all the things <laughs> to discuss the unicorns no one liked right. my idea of uh, using the unicorn excuse i'm now lost how should we name this podcast about the unicorns? oh no we're um instead of, instead of how to how to wrangle social media influencers it's how to strangle a podcast host <laughs> <laughs> Which you're trying to do, right? <laughs> you should, I know it's an audio experience, but you should like, I just got her hand on her forehead. He's like, oh my God, why did I agree to do this? I thought I was going to come on, talk about this, and I have some guy talking about Barry's hamsters and unicorns. No, Welcome to the that. SEO rant. Clear, clearly, you don't listen every week. <laughs> oh, well, I will. <laughs> okay. These are, yeah. So you're saying is absolutely true. Find another, hey, it's an SEO thing. Redirect them. Get it? Find another way that you can use them and see if maybe there's another team that has another project that would be suitable for them. I'm with you. I am listening. I am listening. Could you imagine being my teacher? This is what it was like teaching me as a kid. Not pleasant. Me being your teacher or you being my teacher? No, could you imagine if you were my teacher? Like when I was a kid, I was the same way in school. Like I would like just make jokes all the time. Oh my God. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was terrible. Or maybe you would be my favorite student. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, when I was a teacher, it was also the same way. We would like start learning something and I was just crack a bunch of jokes. Yeah. You, you, you sound funny. I mean, you make jokes. I mean, it could yeah. be funny. You'd be my favorite yeah, student. I'd be, like, I'd be the fact. Yeah. Teachers really love the class clown. When I was a teacher, I hated them, but <laughs> for me, right. Anyway. So yeah. Make so. sure you find a way to redirect them, use it for a later project, or be reasonable and say, hey, we can't do this for X, Y, and Z. Clearly, that makes sense. If you're a reasonable person, you'll be understanding. I'm with you. Right. Got it. Cool. Mm -hmm. And you can also promise to keep in mind the influencer for their projects. And don't forget, and then later, mm -hmm. you should get back to them and offer another project. So, well, um, Lastly, I would love to say that even if there are mishaps in communication, I mean, don't take it personal because it happens. I, like, I would love to stick to the email communication example. Sometimes uh, you write a great email to the influencer and all you get back in response are just a few words, such as like, thanks, okay, sounds good, etc. And at this moment, well, at least what I felt before, I felt like discouraged, a bit intimidated. And I was thinking that maybe this job is not for me, like... Still, I sometimes think so, but <laughs> I don't think so. I think it's very much for you. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I went through this. I know how it feels. And I'm trying to not panic soon and like observe the situation better at this moment because there are hundreds of reasons why you could get such a weird, short, and meaningful response. 
And one of the reasons is that the influencer you talk with just had no time to write a bigger email. Just Poorly. simple as that. That happened. And, they have and- hand cramps. Their hands are cramping <laughs> up. They can't really use their fingers so good. Yeah, that could be a reason, but that could be a reason. <laughs> yeah, another reason. Or they're is eating that... a cheeseburger and holding a soda, and they're yeah. typing. Yeah, and they're typing while holding a soda, and it, and that makes it hard to type a lot because you only have like your pinky to type with. That could also be a reason. It could be a reason. That's what I'm saying. You right. had no time to write a bigger email because of cheeseburger. Like, right. Whatever. <laughs> cheeseburger. Anything else? I'm sorry, around the room. I don't know. <laughs> So another reason is that actually it's the influencer style of communication. So mm-hmm. that you get used to that also true. Yep. And maybe someone you talk with is simply is in a bad mood, which is also happened. So you shouldn't take it personally, but also you should make sure that your email sounds professional and courteous, of course. And that what you can do is ask your colleagues if they say, say that your email sounds back, so educate yourself and take a course and we all learn from our mistakes. So you shouldn't reply back. What the hell is wrong with you? I sent you a five page thing. All you do is send me back three lines or three words. Well, that you should not do. You Well, it depends on your relationship with, with the person. Oh, you, okay. you still can do this if you feel it's a, like a good like you right. will understand oh. that you will understand it right but most oh, of the time probably not a good idea. Uh, no i wouldn't recommend this <laughs> recommend it. okay <laughs> yeah but i don't like it's could be a way no it's totally it's not none of this stuff is personal like no one's like first of all they don't know you it's definitely not personal because they don't know you so how could it be personal right like it's impossible they just, they, like no who likes cold outreach right no one, I guess. See, it's a hard job. Right. So, well. Is that it? I guess so. Okay. Well, it's from my experience. I, I just want to say that there is like no deal, which is impossible to deal with. Like it's all, all the influencer marketing is all about being strategic in your communication, empathetic, like open heart and mind. And, and it's not always about money. Again, I want to highlight this. It's not mm-hmm. always it, about uh, first of all it's about mutual sympathy and trust yeah totally i totally agree with that i think that's like the biggest mistake you see people make or when they're talking about influencer marketing Mm -hmm. is that they view it as like it's like it's as marketing tech as opposed to just relationship building right and it's a very slow long process it's not like it doesn't happen overnight kind of thing Sometimes you can even you can't even like share some statistic on that because it's like relationship building. You can't yeah. estimate. You just feel it, you know. Yeah, and that's what makes it hard because he's like, all right, uh, if we do this, what what will we get back? Well, right now you might not get back anything, but maybe in a year from now you will. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So, to wrap this up, what's your pet name? What's your pet's name? Not your pet name. What's your pet? I had, had homestars before. Did you uh, also <laughs> also John Barry? <laughs> no, it was it was just a hamster name. You hamster name ha- You just call them hamster. <laughs> yes, kind of. It was okay. It was like something calling your hard. kid child. Hey, child. <laughs> no, that was a name. Wait, I I'm like it. It was like it depended. It was depending on their color, you know. So if it you was really gray, didn't it was like gray. those hamsters too much. Like I'm not gonna bother naming these. Stupid little things, hamster. I'll call them hamster. 
Yeah, well, that's how it is. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Eka, where can people find you? Oh, on Twitter, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, everywhere. So, yeah, if they still want to find me after, I don't give my hamsters a name. So, <laughs> I, I think some people are like, wow, well, we'll have to connect you with Barry so we can teach you about naming hamsters. Um, <laughs> With that, the SEO rant comes out each and every Thursday. Look for it next Thursday or whatever Thursday, because maybe I don't do an episode, but look for it on Thursdays. Typically, where can you find it again at the SEORant.com or wherever you consume your podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud, and so forth. Again, thank you, Eka, for coming on and enlightening us and for putting out with my unicorn crap. Thanks so much, Marty, for this podcast. <laughs> Thanks for having me here. Absolutely. You're just lying at this point. Thank you. Yeah, that was great, unicorns. Until next time, folks. Toodles.